Yeah, I don't have to lie to you guys and be like, yeah, well, I mean, that would be good, wouldn't it? Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. to Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You are listening to episode 234 of Sapnin Podcast featuring myself, Sean Smith, and my good friend, Morgan Richards. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards, and... This episode is full of dynamite. My puns are so underrated, and I'm oh, over it, Sean. They are yeah. not... Super bad. You need to embrace the change. <sighs> so see, that's not even off the fly, right? The worst bit about this is <laughs> you've sat down and you thought, how can I get as many fucking wrestling Kipsabian AEW puns into a And you've sat there. At some point, you must have crossed some it out and said, no, this isn't good enough. And you've settled <laughs> on what you've settled on there. <laughs> oh. That makes my fucking blood boil. Anyway, this week's guest is AEW wrestler Kip Sabian. Yes, it's Friday. You know what that means. And what I love about this podcast is not only do we get to talk to a lot of bands we love, but every so often get an insight into different things within the alternative that we obsess over. And today, we get to nerd out about all elite wrestling. AEW has changed the landscape in wrestling over the last four years, with Kip Sabian being an AEW original, signing alongside the likes of Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Britt Baker, and his now wife, Penelope Ford, when they launched their massive international TV deal in 2019. Kip is someone who's made his name on the UK independent circuit, grafting, and has had his life completely changed, being a staple within the company. But there's a lot of hype with everything at the moment. With the announcement of AEW's first ever UK show, All In, taking place at Wembley Stadium on Sunday... August the 27th. Tickets are flying out. It's going to be a history-making event. But, Sean, what an exciting History. time. History. History, historical, all <laughs> that jazz. I'm yeah. so buzzed. It's an exciting time for being a wrestling fan. 
and it Kip is. Sabian and everything going on. Yes, it is. We had a lovely, lovely time with Kip. We talked all things wrestling. We talked films, music, and I genuinely, genuinely hope we get to do one with him in the flesh, hopefully in August. Mm. Wembley. That would be nice. Now, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying Kip needs to sort that out, but he <laughs> definitely needs to sort that out, doesn't he? So, <laughs> like we said, in the history-making first ever match at AEW, like, that's nuts. That's nuts when you think about it. And it, it literally took me... As you'll hear, you'll hear, you'll hear how excited I get later on. But yeah, I really enjoyed this. We had a good laugh. Yeah, it's literally a peek behind the curtain between everything. If you're a wrestling fan, you're going to love it. If you're not really into this kind of world, there's a lot of secrets and kind of combinations of how everything crossed over that I think is really going to make things interesting. Just now on TV, he's teaming up a lot with former guests of the podcast, uh, The Butcher, Andy Williams of Every Time I Die fame. So it all crosses over in some weird way. And uh, throughout this conversation, we literally talk about outside influences, his journey from bingo halls to worldwide TV, troubles with keeping his UK accent, how his TV wedding with Penelope Ford affected their actual marriage plans, and he even embarrasses Sean in uh, in, the, in a few ways. So that's interesting yeah, to check out as well. Yeah, that, yeah, that happened. Um, <laughs> But yeah, if you enjoyed this episode or uh, any other of the episodes, check out patreon.com forward slash sapnin. It's the best and pretty much only way to support us making this podcast, which comes out each and every week and has come out now for 234 weeks in a row. Oof. If this is your first time listening, go back, check out other episodes we've done. We've had multiple wrestlers on. Matt Riddle, Adam Cole, Mark Andrews, Tegan Knox. It's just super interesting. Whether you listen to this podcast because you're into just bands or not, these podcasts and these chats are super, super interesting to find out people's stories and the things they love as well. So yeah, enjoy this very much. Give us a following, twitter.com forward slash saplingpod and instagram.com forward slash saplingpod and maybe even TikTok. <laughs> I need a stroke. I need a stroke. Yeah. At Sapling Pod would be easier, but you gave yeah, me four. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Without anything to do, this is Kip Sabian on episode 234 of Sapling Podcast. Oh, actually, what? It's today's, today's his birthday as well. So, is it? Happy, happy birthday. birthday to Kip. Happy yeah, you fucking sing it, but you sing it. Yeah, happy birthday, Kip. Sapin! Sappy birthday! Sappy birthday. <laughs> oh, for fuck, let's not start that shit. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Sapnin! Sapnin! Sapnin, lads! I've never been more happy to be British than right now. It's like the perfect phrase for a British man. (laughs) Lovely. Yes! (laughs) Please, adopt it. Make it your own. Let's get it, um... Yeah, let's get it stateside. Let's just I'll tell you what, uh, before we start, though, I am going to let you know that my favourite accent is the Welsh accent. I just yes. want you to know that. This is, I'm putting this, this on. Is, I'm, I'm sorry, but <laughs> this is going to go very well. It's going to go very nice. well. well that's, that's strange. Let's get all this we're, um, already. We're actually, we're actually American, but we're trained actors. <laughs> and this is yeah, oh, incredible work. Incredible work. Yeah. I learned the language as well just to get it over, just for the gimmick. You know, it's incredible. You know, it's, it's gone too far here. The amount of effort far. that you guys have put into this is unreal. So, and, and, and just for me, just for me as well. And just for you just as for well. You. Yeah. We're American on every oh. other episode. I feel so special. Don't go back and check. Definitely don't go back and check. But um, yeah, anyway, th- we only reintroduced it. This week's know. guest is AEW Pro Wrestler. Streaming superstar on Twitch and all round good egg, the fantastic Kip Sabian. How I love are you? The good egg line. <laughs> <laughs> I'm great, thanks. How are you guys? Yeah, yeah good, good man, good. We're good. really glad we could uh, get this together. There's a lot we want to talk about with you, but how are we? How are you doing? How's things at the moment? It's been a really busy last few months coming back from injury there's been so much going on in terms of traveling and tv yeah, and I've all been, that uh, well we, me and me and olivia or penelope ford uh we've been very busy recently we we just got back from the uk which was great i've not been back to see my like family and friends for a couple of years so that was really good it was it was a short-lived trip though we we flew out on the day after tv and then we got there Saturday morning, I think. So yeah, we flew out on the Friday, got there Saturday morning, saw my parents for half a day, then drove to Manchester for Warhammer Fest because I'm a huge Warhammer nerd. In case nice. Not everyone knows this, but now I'm trying to make it more apparent, but that was the best. <laughs> so did that. And then the next day was my uh, Amir Jordan, my, my, my brother. Uh, it was his wedding. So we went to his oh. wedding, which was the best thing I've ever done, might I add. I got to wear the full camis and everything. It was... Everyone was coming Lovely. up and saying how authentic I looked. And I was like, oh, hey, <laughs> yes. take that off the list. Nailed it. And then, yeah, we, f- we ended up flying back the next day to go to TV. So oh, I've, wow. uh, this last couple of days has been my relaxing time, which has been really good. But Did the weather make you feel like you were back for too long? Or were you, uh, Do you know was what? It, just- it wasn't that bad. Oh, I was shocked. It was, it was lightly sunny on one of the days. And then it was rainy on the other day. But, you know, um. 
I'm not complaining. It's not. It wasn't like as grey like, as it usual. It was lightly sunny, and that's that's a great thing. I mean, lightly sunny is a heat wave in the UK, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was too warm. It was yeah, too warm. I had to go inside. I had it to go was, inside. It was. Yeah, but, yeah. but I'm, I'm sure, like, it's been mad few years with everything going on. So to actually get back for the first time in a while must have just felt a kind of nice bit, bit strange in in many ways. Yeah, it was. It was. So I've been back a few times. Obviously, COVID made that quite impossible for a while. Um, but the last few times I've, I've been back, I've been back for maybe one or two days just for like work stuff. But it was this time that I went back that I realized how Americanized I've become oh, yeah? in terms of just everyday life and even like phrasings. Like I've got this weird like hybrid situation now where I'll use like Americanized terms. I- I'm really upset with myself. I have added a a uh, a Z, or as they like to call it, a Z, into into the word realized. It now has a Z. Uh, so yeah, I I guess I've I've fully converted now to Americanisms. Well, yeah. Um, order pretend you're ordering a coffee there. <laughs> Ask me. Give me a coffee order. Do you, do you want my real coffee order? Because it sucks. Wait, no, I don't know if you want. No, I'm just, no, I'm just saying. I'm saying I was like, wait, I you, see are you outing me for my, for my, I'll have a caramel macchiato, please. Oh, no, there you go. Ooh. I have. No, no. When you get, can I get a, then you've fully embraced the Americanism, I think. Can I get a, can I get a latte? Ah. Can I get, can I get a, it's much more American. Well, there you go. I've just outed myself. Hello. Good one I have. Good day, sir. Just prepare now for the coffee snobs on Twitter to absolutely yeah, bombard you. With, yeah. you. This should have been your. I'm a Costa. I'm a Costa caramel macchiato boy. Or over here, I guess I'm a Starbucks caramel macchiato. Basically, anything that doesn't taste like coffee, I like. If it tastes like coffee, I'm not into it. Yeah, me too. I'm a yeah. Mine's a hazelnut latte. <laughs> oh, extra hazelnut. Yeah, I had an iced vanilla. Oh, what some whatever the new bollocks is a Costa in UK at the moment. <laughs> I I haven't had a Costa in ages because they don't have them over here, or I've not found one yet. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I Duncan. I, I don't know if I feel about yeah. If I prefer one, to be honest, over Costa and Starbucks. What yeah, a mad I conversation! Really. I can't believe we got to this. Mad start. Mad yeah. start. Of all the things we could be talking about, bloody coffee. Well, yeah, hey, tell know. you tell <laughs> you where tell you where you can get a good Costa. Um, is going to be in August because one of the things we should really start talking about is worst uh, segue ever. Worst segue ever. <laughs> I loved it. All the excitement going on with AEW and the UK at the moment. Yes. Obviously, you've just announced bringing it to the UK for the first time for All In at Wembley Stadium. May. Ticket sales have been flying out already for the first couple of days. I mean, as we record this, I think it's in between sixty and seventy thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the time this comes out, it'll be sold out. I don't know, right? It's crazy. What What has it been like for you seeing that and knowing that you're going to bring that all to the UK and, and getting to to do this the other side of the pond finally? So I feel like it's been a very long time coming because I know I know that there was rumblings again. You know, everything is very. Uh, uh, tight lips, should I say? So I, I, I'd heard rumblings on the internet, believe it or not. <laughs> we hear everything. Um, like way well, back, like yeah. way, way back when about us doing a UK tour. And that was pre COVID. And then as soon as COVID hit, it basically 
Sorry, UK tour. That's probably definitely not going to happen for a while now. So I've been clamoring to get back to the UK to wrestle finally, especially as an AEW wrestler. Do you know what I mean? So as soon as I heard rumblings of us doing a UK tour, I was like, oh, this is going to be sweet. Like just for coming back to the UK for any venue. And then as soon as I heard it was Wembley Stadium, I was like, yo, my dad's going to be buzzed about this. <laughs> you know, especially as like, as an, as a British lad growing up, you know, you want to be a footballer nine times out of 10. Like it's just, it's just part of life. And that's, that's soccer for the American people listening. Um, yeah, you want to be a footballer. And what is the ultimate venue to perform in? It's Wembley Dam Stadium. So to wrestle, which is, you know, the biggest passion in my life, to do that, other than my wife. So to do that <laughs> at Wembley Stadium is massive. Unbelievable. Well, yeah, think about it. Like, like so however sad uh, the cancellation of that first UK tour might have been, it was worth it to lead up into this one fucking, it's going to be a historic for wrestling moment. And you're going to be there part of, ah! you're going to be there part of the team. That's fucking brilliant. That's nuts, isn't it? Like, and, and as well, like talking about the, the ticket sales, I, I knew the UK fans were going to show out because having wrestled in the UK for so many years, I feel like the UK fan base is, is that rowdy, like football support style fan base. They're very loyal. So I knew they were going to show out because they've been clamoring for it for years, but I had no expectations that it was going to be this crazy so quickly. Like, you know, first day of the pre-sales and it's pretty much sold out the pre-sales in first day. Like, that's crazy. Absolutely nuts, yeah. What has the reaction been like behind the scenes in the locker room with a lot of the other wrestlers and stuff I, I imagine stateside you know it's such an iconic venue that they're excited about it anyway but i'm sure certain people are looking to you and asking you about it because of that kind of hometown connection and everything along that lines yeah i feel like we've got we've got a very a very good roster in terms of there's a lot of people that have done tours in the uk before whether that's with other big companies or whether it was uh the uk independence scene which i was actually talking about this the other day with who was I talking about it with? Someone. It might have been Ethan Page, maybe. I'm, I'm not sure. But I was saying about how during the 20, sort of 17, 2018 time period as UK independent wrestling, it was huge. And we had so many, um, as we'd call them, imports back. <laughs> we had so many imports that were coming over. You had guys like Ethan Page and guys like that that were coming over to wrestle in the UK. And Helico was over a lot. I thought he was a British wrestler for the longest time because, you know, he was over so regularly. That boom that we had back then, I feel like that's the kind of vibe that's going to go into this show. So that thankfully, there's a lot of people backstage that have performed in front of the UK. And they always say about how much they look forward to doing the UK tours. And then for the people that have heard about this, but have never done it, it's that excitement of like, you know, we've, we've traveled to other places. We've, we've done Canada, which has been great, but to actually go, you know, long haul across the pond to another country, I feel like it's going to be crazy for a lot of the guys. And, you know, hopefully we're there for long enough that I can go and do my tourist things that I've wanted to show <laughs> people around. Like I need to do the Harry Potter studio tour for the, the fifth time. I think it would be now. Um, <laughs> ultra. Yeah. I'm a huge nerd, but yeah, I, it's the, 
atmosphere backstage surrounding it and the fact that it's selling so well at, like at the same time is just everyone's super pumped for it yeah i'm sure i'm sure it's literally it's history making there hasn't been a wrestling event in that stadium for 30 years more than 30 years at this point is there anyone that is anyone in particular you're excited to show certain uh uk delicacies and elements and stuff that maybe they have it's just no Nando's, idea right? americans Nando's. only like Nando's. No, no, no. So, someone said that the other day is it it's a cheeky nando's basically i'm gonna i'm gonna treat the roster to a cheeky nando's uh <laughs> We're gonna go. We're gonna go butterfly chicken. We're gonna go <laughs> oh, medium, God. medium heat because we've got to keep it like on the on the. We want peri peri fries. Oh, I said fries. No. Oh, oh, no! yeah. Chips. Right. Anyway, peri peri thank you. That was, thank you. Oh, that was this week's guest, Kip Sabian. That, you know that what? was this you week's guest, shortest episode I, ever. I went into Smith's the other day when I was in the. The first thing I did, and I bought some discos. <laughs> and, and, I, and I said, salt vinegar discos that burn the roof of your mouth. And I said, I said, oh, I'm getting some chips. Do you want some? And I was like, uh, no, what's happened to me? I've changed, man. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I think, I think pretty much the entire roster that, ha- but there's a lot of people that have been to the UK, but anyone that has not been to the UK, I will take them under my wing and we'll go and eat, you know, Nando's, fish and chips. That's all I imagine around Wembley Stadium for a couple of days. It's just all the Nando's are just filled with fucking oh, it's gonna be nuts, wrestlers. It? <laughs> yeah, it's going to yeah. be crazy. Mental, mental like. Getting an order in Nando's is going to be hard. I'm going to have to pull some strings. I'll have to ask, uh, I'll have to ask, uh, Osprey for his, uh, his local Nando's so I can go there, uh, where I'm sure he probably has one of those like black cards or whatever it is where you just yeah, get, under- yeah, probably. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, He's done a lot for Nando's as well. He's done a lot <laughs> for Nando's. <laughs> yeah, cheeky Nando's. Oh, yeah. Cheeky Nando's. Yeah, but that's the thing. I think you know these last four years for you in particular, Kip, has been such a mind-blowing change for everything. Talking about those UK independent days and then moving to America, starting AEW, and you're an AEW original. You were one of the first signings alongside some of you know the, the marquee names in Chris mm-hmm. Jericho, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks. What has that time period been like for you? I'm sure just a lot has changed, but I'm sure in 2019 when starting things out and you're on the list with all these people starting a brand new show, it's quite crazy to comprehend and to see how far it's come in short, a short period of time. Yeah, I feel like from my, from my like personal uh, journey with it, um, it's, it's definitely been a huge learning curve for me uh, where I'm now four years in because yeah the first ever show at double or nothing first ever singles match was me and sammy guevara where mm. i uh wow. where i won so technically no one can ever History. take away from me the fact that i won the first ever singles match which is pretty rad that is nuts that i is know like, right? when, you, I know. when you think of like wrestling history <laughs> it's gonna match. be a trivia show <laughs> In 20 years time, I'm going to be on, you know, who wants to be a millionaire or whatever the <laughs> show is at that point. <laughs> who wants to win the crypto something or other, some crypto related. Yeah. Bollocks. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, so for me, it's been a crazy journey from a transitional standpoint. Cause I guess when I first joined, uh, which is a wacky story in itself, I'm just going to chew your ears off for a second. Please do. Please, please do. So basically I'm, I'm a firm believer and live is the same. I, we're firm believers that everything happens for a reason. And I never used to be like that. I used to be like, I'm in control of my own fate. But 
there's too many things that have happened that one tiny little change would have changed my entire life completely. So for example, the initial point of this was uh, I was wrestling uh, at WAW, which is where I trained. So that's Soraya's family, the Knight family. Yeah. Um, you know, Soraya Knight was my like head trainer. And I trained with them for maybe six to seven years where I pretty much just stayed with them. So I started in like 2009 or something and I stayed with them for the majority of it. And then it wasn't until I started to become good friends with Ryan Smile that he started Lucha Forever and brought me along to do the Lucha Forever shows, which is during that peak point of like, I'd, I'd done some other stuff. Like I'd done some stuff with Hope Wrestling and Southside. It was like getting my name out there more. But I feel like Lucha Forever was the first time where Ryan, on the first show he did, was just like, are oh, you going to be like the first match and just cut a promo? I was like, okay, no one's given me the chance to cut a promo before. So I did my promo and I got my character in and it was really great. And it was from that moment onwards that I started to become a staple of Lucha Forever, which led to eventually when Lucha Forever shut down, IPW, who I'd been working for as well, and I was their champ at this point, um, ran the Frog and Bucket, which is like my favorite venue ever, which was just wacky, wild, just stupid shit that we would do from the the brain of Chris Brooks more than anyone. But yeah, so the first IPW show, they put me and Chris Ridgeway as the main event and they gave us 30 minutes and said, just go out there and just have a really good match. So we did. But Christopher Daniels was on the show that day and he watched the match and I got backstage wow. and, I, and I'm a huge Daniels fan. I, that's why I do the Arabian moonsault to the outside, which took me years to actually pluck up the courage to be like, hey man, do you mind if I do this? And he's like, yeah, you can use it. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, so I go up to Christopher Daniels. I'm like, hey man, have you got any advice? And he goes, just get some color in your gear. Cause I was, I was, I was like black biker shorts at this point. And I was like, no, no, like wrestling advice. Like, <laughs> he's like, no, just get color in your gear. You're ready for stuff. I was like, okay, that's a pretty solid, like, you know, wind in the sails moment. And then literally we like back and forth a little bit and I gave him my information. And then randomly one day, six months or so later, maybe I just randomly got an inbox that said, Hey, do you want to do the ring of honor UK tour when we come over? And I was like, let me yeah. check my diary. Uh, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> so I did that UK tour and I wrestled um, Daniel's in one of the matches that I actually wrestled. Uh, so I got to wrestle him one-on-one -on -one and it, it went really well and I really enjoyed it. And like, that was where I first met uh, Cabana and that kind of stuff and then went away. And then I got an email from Daniel's that said, what's your contract situation at the moment? And I said, Oh, like, you know, there's been, there's been interest from places, but I've not signed anything yet. And that was around the world of sport. No, I've missed a part. Sorry, boys. Wilder Sorry. Sport came around. So yeah. Yeah. I did the Ring of Honor thing. Wilder Sport came around after that. And I, you know, I signed to do that because, you know, we were promised, you know, this is going to be the, the resurgence of British wrestling. We're going to be on mm -hmm. TV and it's going to be great. And it's going to be wrestling. Yeah. It's going to be wrestling. And, you know, it's going to be great and wrestling. And, you know, it's going to be <laughs> wrestling. And I was like, yo, I love wrestling. Let's do some wrestling. <laughs> yeah. So we went there. We filmed the, the Wilder Sport tapings and... Everyone that was on those tapings was super happy with the matches that we put out. Um, unfortunately, there must have been a miscommunication situation where it was then edited by, I think, the game show team. So they cut uh. out all of the heat and all of the working, and it just became like a highlight reel for matches, which is why the wrestling fans that watched the show weren't into it as much because it wasn't wrestling to them. Um, but that was a really good experience. So I did that. Okay, now fast forward, Daniels contacts me. Are you under contract with them? And I said, no, because I was only contracted for like the period of recording. 
and then airing. And he goes, okay, I've got something in the works. Just don't sign anything. I said, okay, I trust you. I trust you, Uncle Daniels. He's a fallen angel. Of <laughs> course you trust him. Why would I not trust him? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's an angel. He's an angel. I had no idea what that was. So in my brain, I go, well, it's Ring of Honor, obviously. And I'm like, okay, that's great. I'm just going to keep working the indies, doing everything I can. I'll keep this under, under my, you know, keep it close to my chest and I'll wait. So me and him, you know, every couple of months would have this situation where we're like, hey man, just wonder if there's anything going on. Because, you know, you want to know what's going on. And he's like, no, like... I've got something for you. I can't tell you what it is yet. Just, just, you know, hold on. So I held on, held on, held on. And then I was doing a show in Wales for chaos. Whee! It was me, me and Martin Kirby, project super bad. <laughs> and I just finished the show and that was about six hours from my house. And I'm, I'm driving home and literally two minutes into my drive, I get an email and I see Christopher Daniels. I'm like, Oh, cool. Daniels has messed with me. That's pretty, like, you know, sweet. So I open it. Hey, we'd like to offer you this. Boom. Contract. I was like, wow. Now I got wow. six hours on my own driving crash. home. Yeah. It's the middle <laughs> of the night and there's no one I can call. Oh. So I'm, I'm literally just like, you know, for that six hours, just like partying hard in the car. You know what I mean? Like just going nuts. And I'd then have been streaming live on Instagram. Yeah. I've been fucking screaming know, and right? driving. At well, the same so time. I was told, I was told, you know, you can't announce this because it mm. has to be waited for the actual announcement. All right. So yeah. I was holding yeah, on to that. That makes sense. <laughs> I was holding on. This is going to be a long episode. Sorry, boys. No, so I was, uh, no, we love it. We love hearing so stories. So I was, I was holding on to like that information. Like, you know, I can't tell anyone, but I just want to tell everyone. So I, you know, I told my dad the next day, I was like, dad told you wrestling was a good idea. Because I quit my job as a manager in a call center to, you know, become a full-time indie wrestler earning, you know, nothing at the time. Yeah, so that went really good, which ties into everything happening for a reason. So, for example, if I hadn't have met Ryan, I wouldn't have done Lucha Forever. If I hadn't have done everything I did at Lucha Forever to get over enough that I then got to do this match at uh, the IPW show in the Lucha Forever venue in front of Daniels, if Daniels wasn't there, if I hadn't have gone to Ring of Honor and done good at Ring of Honor, if, you know, World of Sport had have gone well, like, do you know what I mean? There's so many little mm. factors that could have changed everything, which leads into Olivia. So, me and Olivia had started a friendship back and forth for, like, quite a while. When we were literally just friends back and forthing. And it got to the point where, you know, we started talking more and then, you know, we, it developed further. But in the back of my mind, I don't know where I'm moving in the States. We don't really know what's going on. But we were talking a lot on FaceTime. And there's a lot of people that thought because her and Joey were doing the gimmick together, they were actually a couple. But they'd been broken up for a long time in between, which is why I got a lot of heat when we started dating. Because they're like, oh, he stole, he stole <laughs> Joey's girl. Don't be, a, don't be that, that type of mark. Like, it's a gimmick. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so we started talking and then it was the initial AEW announcement in January where I already knew that I was like signing, but I couldn't say anything where she walked out and I was like, no, cause we'd not told each other. So I just texted her oh, saying, oh, what? Wow. yeah. So we both kept it under, we were talking like every day and we'd both kept it under, you know, under wraps. And then literally I, I text her saying, I guess we're going to be colleagues as well now. So I was like, yo, this works out great. So then, you know, like that was where, you know, we were like, okay, we, we, we probably can pursue this further now because, yeah. you know, we're going to be working together. And again, if none of these little things had have happened, 
I wouldn't be married with two dogs and having our house built right now. And do you know what I mean? Like That's my awesome. brother-in-law, who's like my best friend, I wouldn't have met him. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It's absolutely insane how just those little things can just catapult and change like literally everything in your life. And I'm yeah. sure like, yeah, even to the point where realizing that you're actually working together instead of just be like, well, what are you doing here? It's just like little clicks and how things are just meant to be in a weird way. Which leads into what has happened during my AEW career, which, you know, I've been very unlucky, which now I see as being luck. So I didn't, I didn't realize when going in how I probably should have stuck to what I was doing on the indies initially, which was the super bad heel, do my own entrance, intro, that kind of stuff. And I kind of decided, hey, I'm signed by this company. In my brain, I thought of the old, like, WWE mentality of you get signed and then you build yourself, your gimmick and stuff is like almost like, you know, developed within the company. Whereas at AEW, it's very different in the fact that it's not like that. It's you go in and it's, you have a lot of creative control yourself. And then Tony will fine tune everything. Or there's a bunch of times that Tony will have the ideas, like the acclaimed and things like that, where Tony has that idea, he sees it. And then, you know, they develop that from Tony's vision. But for me, I went in and I was like, okay, I'm a pretty good wrestler. I'm just going to be a baby face and I'm just going to wrestle and I'm going to have fun and I'm just going to, you know, wrestle. And it was the biggest mistake I made because as much as I'd wrestled as a baby face in the past, I feel like what well, I'm not an Osprey or, you know, a, a Dante Martin when it comes to athletic craziness. So there's, I feel like as a baby face, there's like a peak at some point for a cruiserweight baby face. Whereas as a heel, I've got that personality and I can do me better than anyone can do me. So I made that mistake initially when I first came in. Then thankfully we managed to transition into that with Penelope and I had the manager stuff going on, which, you know, I really enjoyed at the time. I now look back and I see what I'm doing now and I'm like, man, I've developed a lot more mentally. Um, then we had the thing with Miro, which was great fun because I get on very well with Miro. The shout out to Miro. He's probably the nicest, one of the nicest human beings I've ever met. Um, he was very, very enjoyable to work with. Don't um, tell people again, that. Yeah, people no. don't want to hear that. <laughs> hey, I'm going to be honest. What a prick. Well, no, no, but, but, with me, but with me, he was, he was very enjoyable to work with because he was always open to the ideas that we had. But I, as much as I enjoyed doing that, the character that I was portraying during all this time, it wasn't really me. I couldn't find the me that, I wanted. I liked video games, so we did the video game thing, but like it wasn't really me. And I look back now, I'm like, ah, there's a lot out of change. Plus, during this time, I was pre-diabetic at one at one point, which was just horrible. Um, because American soda is full of sugar and I'm an idiot and drank too much of it. Yeah, a lot stupid, of it. delicious soda. I know, yeah. god damn you. But yeah, so I was I was pre-diabetic and then I tore my labrum which, you know, progressively got worse, but I wanted to continue the story we were doing. So I, you know, kept it very close to my chest at that point that it was hurting as much as it was. So I was basically being held together by tape the whole time. Wow. But it wasn't until I went away that I started to realize what I could do with wrestling from a creative standpoint. It was the, the, dark side of wrestling that ensued within my brain because you know when you wrestle every day or you're at least wrestling five times a week during the summer 
and then you know you're wrestling weekly and then you don't have it for you know nine to 12 months and you know it's going to be nine to 12 months without it i went away i watched the show at home which was one of the biggest mistakes i could have made from a mental standpoint because all i was doing was like well i'm forgotten now aren't i i don't exist there's no mention of me what's going on and i started to get in this like really dark thing and it wasn't until i you know i'm a big shia labeouf fan and i really enjoyed his like uh life art stuff he was doing with the he did the bag on his head i'm yeah. not famous anymore yeah, yeah. i've talked about this like on a few podcasts now but like you know that 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 to me was really interesting because it's something that how can i get that same kind of vibe into wrestling because i don't have to wrestle to do this but i can be seen and i can do something and then i'm putting something creatively out there that means that i'm i'm scratching the creative itch that i'm not able to get from wrestling so i i wanted to do the bag we couldn't find a bag so we went to ups and i got a box <laughs> which i'm not sure if you've heard this scenario but it was it was pretty you know i can understand why the lady was scared where i said <laughs> do you have a box that'll fit a human head and she said <laughs> yeah and yeah. she laughed yeah. she laughed at me I would have gone, have you got a box that fits my head? Well, that's weird. So here's where it got weird. Because I said, do you have, a, do you have a, he a, a head that fits a human box? Do you have a box that fits a human head? And she laughed. And I had this deadpan face like, yeah. And she's like, oh, uh, maybe this one. And she passed me one. And I like fold it together and I put it on my head and it fits. And I go, yeah, that would be great. And I was like, do you have a box cutter? And she's like, well, you... I need to detach the head from the neck. That's what I thought she was thinking. She's like, is this guy going to like, you know, just come and chop everyone's head off and go on a rampage. So she gives me the box car and I cut two random eyes out and then, you know, give it back to her, grab some tape. And I go in the car and we drive to the first, I think it was like all out 2021 fan fest. And I decided I wanted to do this. Like, you know, I dislike the person that the old kip sabian was like he was the problem not me he was the problem so i got a bunch of eight by tens or like little pictures of myself and i was crossing the face out and writing messages and being weird and wacky and stuff and it it got over really well that day and then i was like great i can now do this and it progressed throughout it, it went from me turning up to the shows and just standing outside the events doing my own meet and greets to a few people at a time to start with and it started to pick up and pick up and pick up. And then, you know, it was almost this cult like, uh, in joke type thing where the, the, the people that knew knew and everyone else didn't know and was confused. But then you'd have moments where someone would be like, wait, what the, who the hell's that? And then someone would go, Oh, that's Kip Sabian. That's the thing he's been doing recently. So it's like, it was this like boots on the ground marketing. Yeah, so that that progressed to moving further and further towards the ring as we went along until, until eventually I was just sitting front row every time. Every time I've seen somebody with the box on their head in the front in the front row, is it you? Yeah, definitely. Every time. <laughs> there was one time that I didn't wear the box, and that was when I jumped pack finally, and I got someone backstage to wear my suit and the box so I could like trick him. But yeah. Every time you saw a man in a box, it was, it was me. And I sweated out in some of those venues, man, like fully suited with a box on my head. Like fans were like passing me water and like fans were like fanning me. Like I was so hot in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can imagine that's a lot to deal with as well, especially because you're trying to keep it 
hush hush some people will know but you don't want to just take it off and people see you and the camera captures you or anything well there was like one that. time when someone did that so i i used to do this thing on the stairs or, or whatever i'd be like you know joking around like left or right trying to like and and this one guy was not having it. he was pissed i found that you know this is kind of funny um so he literally i'm, I'm like uh, 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 and he just goes grabs my box and takes it off my head and no word of a lie I was so like, you dickhead. Yeah. So yeah. I like, I grab my box back and put my box on <laughs> and I grab and I grab and I grab his hat and I run up the stairs to like the top of one of like the higher like balcony areas and I just throw it into the crowd. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and no joke. I was sitting there as soon as I did that and I went, oh, I hope I don't get in trouble for this. Yeah. <laughs> but thankfully, nothing came of it. I guess it was an eye for an eye scenario, but yeah, yeah. that happened. Well, yeah, he took your he took your hat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. He took my head. He yeah. took my head. Yeah, he literally, <laughs> he literally, he did. To get back to your original question point, uh, I'm an ADHD kid, so I tend to go off on my my own rampages. But to get back to your original point, it's it's that scenario of like those things changing. When I in initially did the in or I got the injury and I was out for that amount of time, I saw it as this big curse. And then now I look back at where I am now, and there's like me, Penelope, Butcher, Blade, Bunny, like as a as, as a group, and I'm having so much fun with that. Like I I I've not felt more connected to my character when I'm in the ring as I do now, and like in ring I feel better than I have in a long time. Like none of that would have been possible without the destruction of my mind during the initial injury yeah. phase. You know what I mean? So, yeah, well, it's, it's interesting to see how much you have developed and being self-aware of stuff just throughout this. And you, know, it seems like AEW is such a great place creatively for you to kind of learn on the job as well, while trying to find mindsets and stuff. And one of the things I wanted to, to bring up talking about this time period and, and the injury as well. I mean, obviously these things absolutely suck and I can't imagine the mental strings, never mind the physical pain of going through surgery and recovery and all that. But it seems like wrestling is, is one of those lucky things where if you are injured, you can still make an impact. You know, like any other sports, you're, you're out for nine months, you're out for nine months, you know, you're not on the bench, you know, anything like that. But you can still develop stuff within wrestling and try and work on things if that's behind the scenes taking time or someone like yourself who's doing things sneakily on the camera doing meet and greets and things. I mean, yeah. Is that something that's been really interesting to, to find that even though if anything happens again in the future and you are on the sidelines, it's a time period where you can still work on yourself and different things where maybe you're not thinking of day to day. Yeah. I, I was talking to one of my uh, buddies who's also a wrestler. He wrestles as uh, powerhouse Blake uh, in the UK. And he had a bunch of injuries recently. He had like a, a, an issue with his calf and then he had an, like, an issue with the torn bicep when he was coming back from his calf injury. Like he had a lot. Of, so I spent a lot of like days on the phone with him just like workshopping character stuff. Cause I was trying to say to him at the time, like you can learn so much more when you don't have the ability to wrestle because you have to put a hundred percent into these other fields. So like for me, it was okay, how can I change promos? So I'd be cutting, I'd be recording myself cutting promos with different like voices and different like mannerisms that I liked that I'd steal from like, you know, TV shows or movies or like stuff like that. Like me and Sting had a conversation before we had the match um, a, a month or two ago 
where I was talking to him about like, you know, how a lot of the stuff that he originally got when he did his big gimmick change was from, you know, the crow. And he was saying about how he, he likes to draw a lot of his gimmicky stuff from TV shows and movies. And my brain is exactly the same. Like I don't watch movies anymore or TV shows anymore without analyzing <laughs> everything. And it sucks, but I love the lost boys as is probably apparent right now with the t-shirt. Yep. Nice. Um, <laughs> so, so the way that, uh, the Kiefer Sutherland in lost boys acts and, uh, like his vibe, I try and take a lot of those kind of things because I really like that mentality that he has in that movie. And then there's, you know, there's a bunch of other, like, you know, the, the Joker mannerisms or like the Riddler stuff. Like there's a bunch of stuff from different characters that I draw from that I wouldn't have really thought about unless I was away from the ring where I'm like, I need to develop. So I'm going to do that in that way. So yeah, I feel like, but again, I don't think that's for, that's everyone in wrestling yeah. has the same mentality. I feel like, you know, sometimes if you're already doing well or you're in this point, like, you know, people go away for injury and they'll recover and then they'll come back and like big pop, they've come back and they're, they're still them, but they're back now and they're recovered, which is great. But then there's some of us who I feel like can really progress ourselves a lot further through having these, these, uh, times away where we have to work on those things. Like, for example, Adam Cole, amazing. One of the nicest human beings on the planet great in the ring, great promo guy. He, he's great. Went away, came back. He's still Adam Cole. Now he's got a, a fire under him, but he's still Adam Cole. Whereas, you know, I went away as cocky uh, husband character, as we'll call him, because, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. That's what I was doing at the time, bumping for, you know. I've got an idea for a character. Yeah, that was my character. Husband <laughs> man, yeah. I guess. Um, <laughs> always there, always there for the match. If the girls needed to bump me, I was a hundred percent down for being bumped, you know, got to be there for, for the match. But yeah, I had husband character. And then now I'm like this, this tactical Joker, Riddler, vampire, uh, my chemical romance pirate guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know Perfect. what I mean? Like, like, Perfect. yeah. There's a big change. So yeah, it benefits some people, but some people I don't like if Adam Cole went away and came back as a, a serial killer character, it wouldn't hit. Yeah. Hmm. Because he's, that's him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so of course. Yeah. yeah. But I do think a lot of people can learn from outside wrestling sources as opposed to just in-ring sources. Hmm. I think both of us wanted to talk to you about this as some of those influences and outside of the squared circle, you know, you've mentioned their films and music and like, we know you're massively into Marvel and board games and all that kind of stuff. I mean, what kind of nuances in these things now do you take away from just everyday enjoyment and, and put them into your character? It seems like you're a big fan of, of kind of alternative music and stuff as well. I'm sure there's just little things from people maybe that go unnoticed or people recognize that is really a big part of, of what you do now. Yeah, so I I I was a big I was a big uh White Stripes fan. Um well I was a big I am a big White Stripes fan. <laughs> um I was a big Libertines fan. Uh I was a big Arctic Monkeys fan. So I old me, like as in, you know, super bad me, I tried to draw a lot from like the attitudes that those guys would have, but I just make it a heel attitude, you know what I mean? Like, you know, guys like I don't want to say 
Liam Gallagher because I mean I was, but let's be honest, that was a Flash Morgan Webster thing. Um, yeah. Which I, oh, yeah. I was so jealous. As soon as he did his his mod gimmick, I was gutted. <laughs> I was like, oh, I want to do it. Yeah, the first time I saw the, the black and white Parker, I was like, oh, fuff. Dude, legit, I was gutted because I that was the style that I would wear anyway. Do you know what I mean? I'd be wearing yeah. the Fred Perry's and the uh, and the Parkers. <laughs> so he beat me to the pit. But man, great dude. But um, yeah, I I feel like more so now. It's I draw a lot of my promo stuff from characters in movies. I watch a lot of videos, like acting videos, where they they take apart like a character like Patrick Bateman from uh, American Psycho. And it like picks apart his character from a, like uh, from a psychology point of view. So I, I try and steal things like that for promos for me as well with promos. It was pacing was a big thing that I wanted to make sure that I worked on a lot. Like Jake, the snake is one of the perfect guys for that. Like he didn't have to speed anything. He could just talk. And the way that he would put things together made you listen. And he could literally talk as low as he wanted to talk, but you would listen to every word he said. Like that, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just it was stuff like that excites me now. So like my views on wrestling have changed to, I try and draw, you know, comic book villain stuff because I love comic book villains. So, you know, things like a Joker or a Green Goblin or a, like that kind of like, vibe that i'm going with it naturally like subliminally it comes into play but then there's things like lost boys and like horror movies like the box it was 100 percent halloween i i stole it from mike myers no joke all of the shots that i used to get involved in was just mike myers halloween shots it's horror without actually having to murder anyone <laughs> do you know what i mean like that yeah. movie that movie is probably one of the greatest horror movies of all time in my eyes because they didn't have to do anything gruesome but it scared the absolute hell out of you just having there's a scene with mike myers in the background behind a bush he's like <laughs> he just steps right yeah. the 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 actors can't see him but we can see him and that's scary you know what I mean? Like that to me is stuff. You know what I mean? The Joker in Dark Knight, he's not the biggest guy. He's not standing there shouting in your face, I'm going to murder you. But you know that in a second, he's going to snap. And that to me is way more scary. I'd much rather have someone run at me saying, I'm going to, you know, fuck you up rather than someone just be sitting there smiling at me. But I know like this, they can bite my nose off. Yeah, it's a very um, Richard from Dead Man's Shoes. Have you seen yes. Dead Man's Shoes? Yes, 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 yes. Like that, like the way Agreed. he is, is a genius. Do you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, I think I draw a lot from wherever I see the character going and wherever Tony sees the character going or creative see the character going, I tend to try and find things or movies or TV shows that can help me represent that. So I can visually see it and then try and take little mannerisms from those things. Nice. Are you, uh, are you still a big music guy? Like what's, what's on your playlist Yo, in terms of like oh, traveling and it changes, it changes weekly. So thankfully the butcher is basically oh. like, you know, you have an algorithm <laughs> on like, you know, yeah. like I use Apple music, right? So okay. I have an algorithm where I'll do, you know, my playlist, Kip's playlist, and it'll just play random music that it thinks I'll like, right? 
the butcher or Andy is basically like my algorithm. Like the amount of times that I'll be talking about something and he'll be like, Oh, have you heard this band? And I'm like, no, he's like, Oh, we toured with them on this like time. Listen to them. And I'm like, yo, that's, I love this. You know what I mean? But at the moment I'm going through a bit of a strange phase again. So I'm big into like, <laughs> I love pirate metal. Oh, wow. Pirate metal okay. is one of my favorite genres, right? Someone or like Viking, yeah. <laughs> Viking metal, Viking metal, or like, nice. you know, like, oh, nice. I don't know. I'm I on a love bath. It. Do you know, do you like, yes. I'm on a, yeah, I went to see him. Unbelievable. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, so, I, yeah. I want to see Ailstorm so bad, right? I love Ailstorm. They're like my favorite, <laughs> probably my favorite band at the moment, right? So I, I listen to a lot of Ailstorm at the moment because, you know, I just want to be a pirate. It'd be pretty rad. I've got to the point now, though, where in a couple of weeks I turned 31 but I feel like mentally I'm a lot older in my brain where I'm at that point that my dad would have been at at some point where you go, man, music was so much better in my day. Oh yeah. Oh, but, right. but by my that. day, yeah. I go back to like, you know, <laughs> anything from like sixties to like early thousands. I'm like, yeah, that's the good, they're, they're, they're the good years. You know what I mean? So I, I tend to go back and listen to a lot of stuff that I would have originally listened to. So I listen to a lot of Arctic Monkeys, a lot of Libertines, uh, white stripes, as I've already pointed out, like kind of the, that style. Uh, I've recently got back into listening to like my, my, uh, Ender Shikari and stuff like that again. Nice. Love Ender Shikari. I saw them live actually. That was pretty rad. Oh, nice. Where? Like years ago, uh, UEA in Norwich. Oh, oh. yeah. Played it. And, and then I was talking to Andy the other day as well about, um, about, uh, the blackout. Cause oh, I saw. Sorry. Yeah, dreadful. <laughs> I liked the blackout. No, well, yeah. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. Um, I like we've done it. Yeah, you, know? you must say that I didn't tell him to say that at all. <laughs> no, the, the, no, no. So I wanted to, I wanted to throw that in. Andy, de- oh. right? The thing is, the way I know you're lying is because Andy would never ever mention the blackout, right? Because Andy Lies. has never Lies. used the blackout. I don't. Lies. Lies. I don't believe it. I don't believe Lies. it. He wouldn't wait, like it. Wait, he wouldn't wait. like it. It's not for him. Did he say fuck the blackout? Because that would make sense, and that's fine. No. We we were bonding over we are the dynamite. Shut up. <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> Have you not? Right. So I've been I've been deliberately I've been deliberately holding this back because because again, just to just to break kayfabe here, I had a list of uh, of potential topics for today. And I saw music was on the topic. So I was like, I'm going to save this one for the right moment. <laughs> no, legit, no joke. No joke. Me and my buddies in college, that was, that was our, that was our jam. Oh, sorry. I'm not even joking. Sorry about that. But yeah. Oh, we, you. that's cool. Ah, the dynamite. <laughs> we, ah, no, I'm not even joking, man. This is legit. You know? Thank you. No, I like, oh, that. Legs, I appreciate lies, that. Spread legs, not lies. <laughs> I think that was probably the, that was one of the best segues that I've done there, my ad. That it was, was good. Uh, yeah, that I was enjoyed all of that. that you, made, you made Sean feel very uncomfortable. That was just brilliant. Oh, I think a lot of people appreciate it? that. Yeah, no, nobody's ever done that. So that, yeah, thanks for that. Um, but yeah, but I've always wondered. It's weird. It's like I've always wondered how many British wrestlers, like obviously a lot of them are into alternative stuff, so they'll be into the alternative band. So like when you mention Enter now, even though they're a global success to me, yeah. because like we came up kind of the same time, I still find it mad when people like, men- so when you mentioned Ender Shikari and I was like, yay, that's fucking class. No, but legit, yeah, if you legit, mention legit. fucking the blackout, oh my God. Hey. But yeah. Um, strange. Very strange. But yeah, cool. <laughs> Thank you. 
my 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 college friends from my skating group because I you know I was Oof. a big skater back in the day. Uh, they'd be they'd be marking out right now. Oh. They'd be marking out right it's now. Right. Luckily, wow. they've all grown up and moved on. But then, <laughs> probably not. I feel like I feel like our generation kind of stay in there, uh, stay in there. Well, there, you there. know. If you need a band for an entrance, <laughs> for there we go. Um, for Wembley, for Wembley, um, you know, <laughs> the band are back together and are only exclusively playing Download Festival this year at the moment. So, you know, we'll be when's about Download Festival? June, June the ninth, or June eighth, ninth, tenth, and eleventh. That's not long away, is it? No, no, it's not. No. It's not oh, long away. Um, oh, don't boy. stop me on that, for God's sake. Yeah, hey. <laughs> got to hey. use more for God. Oh. Yeah. This is now your interview. We're switching it around. It has, it has, yeah, I, yeah, I don't like I'm going to ask you questions. Yeah, now. You've topsy turvied it now. You've topsy turvied it. Now that I've let the cat out of the bag. No one was expecting no, this. Penelope, no one right, was expecting so this. Just to talk about the blackout for like half a second, right? Maybe not <laughs> half a second. I'm going to carry on. No, so, so there's a lot of music that I would introduce uh, Olivia to. Because, so she's, she's really into like, she likes heavy. She likes death metal like it's, it's crazy to think of what she you'd naturally see her and you wouldn't assume that but she loves it so she loves real heavy stuff but i showed her the black it's on her spotify no it's on her spotify man like no joke no joke awesome. oh wow unbelievable wow. Well, so there you go. well i never it's spreading across the aw locker room look at <laughs> that that's my <laughs> new goal i think that's my new goal no but me and andy were talking about it like he he yeah Wow, we were talking about it. No joke. Nice, it, but not a bad person to uh, just have around talking about music to. Then one of the best bloody guitarists in metal music for oh, the last one of the greatest bands of Man's all time. Man's a genius. Yeah. Man's a genius. What a brilliant band! Every time I die, yeah, brought me out of Mosh retirement in really? two thousand trees uh, three years ago. They went on, and I was standing in the back, and I was like. Just before they went on, I went, I'll go a bit closer to the pit, but I won't get involved in the pit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they started, and I've literally got a video of me going, oh, and I just run, I'm just running into the pit, <laughs> and it's like, ah! but yeah, they were fucking unbelievable. What yeah, a band. He's, what he's a lovely rad, guy. Man. One of the nicest guys in rock as well. He is, well, he's, he, he's one of the nice guys in wrestling too. He's just, he's just such a solid dude. Blade as well, both of them. That's why I'm so glad that I get to work with them now, because we've been friends for a long time. And there's nothing better than when you generally like, you know, love someone as a friend and you're now able to creatively work together for stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's brilliant. And, and, uh, Liv and, uh, and the bunny are like best friends in real life too. So it's like, it's, it's just great that we just have this like, yeah, this circle, this nice circle. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing to see that you've all found that and connected on so many things. And, Speaking of full circle moments, you uh, you said the sentence earlier. I was talking with Sting. I mean, there's got to be <laughs> parts of you. I mean, when you were like 14 years old or wherever, thinking that's never going to happen. So to be in a locker room now with people like him, like Shivani, like Jake the Snake, you know, the list goes on. I'm sure it must be wild sometimes to just take a step back and think of what's actually going on. So I feel like to be a wrestler, in my eyes, to be a wrestler, you have to be a wrestling fan. And, and if, if you're not, you're part of a very, like a niche that, that, you know, wasn't a fan and got into wrestling. It's bonkers to think about the people that I'll be walking backstage and I'm just casually chatting with or I'm walking past 
it's 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 nuts. Like I rem- I've got at my parents' house a WCW heavyweight title belt that has Sting engraved on it. Like you know what I mean? Like wow. I I went to go see Sting in the UK when I was a kid when WCW like toured. Like yeah, it's nuts. But I've I've always been a huge Dean Malenko fan. I believe Dean Malenko is easily one of the greatest Eyes wrestlers of, of all time. Um, easily, easily from a technical standpoint, like he's just. He's amazing, especially like back in the day, like the way he moves and how strong he is. He's now like my dad at work. Like every time I see Dean Malenko, without a shadow of a doubt, he'll call me son <laughs> and I call him dad. Oh, how, dad how Malenko. crazy is his life where you can call Dean Malenko your dad and Jerry <laughs> Lynn. Like I'm a huge Jerry Lynn, Mark. I always have been. He again, such a nice guy, but the, the, the beauty of all these guys Guys like your, your Jakes and your Stings and your Deans and your, the, the list goes on to your Dustins. The list goes on and on and on and on. The, the Jerichos, like all of these guys, um, Omegas, everyone is that everyone is so willing to help. So like everyone is willing to give you advice, whether you choose to take the advice entirely on you, but everyone's willing to help. Do you know what I mean? Which is just nuts to me. Like, when I first started wrestling, if someone said, oh, you can have access to Dean Malenko. <laughs> <laughs> what a mad sentence. Yeah. That's mad. Yeah. But yeah, Kip, don't do what I did and get jaded and blasé about it. Because there were points where like, yeah, I got like, I was walking in Australia and like, I, I, I made it my thing to stop Lars Ulrich from walking because it was annoying me that he was getting ushered around everywhere with four security guards. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, I'm not having this anymore. Do you know what? And yeah, I, in the end, I got bored of it until we ended up taking people I knew on tour with us. And then they yeah. were like, oh my God, that's fucking Lars Ulrich. And then you're like, oh yeah, that's mad. Yeah, I see him all the time. We had this conversation the other day, me and Liv did, in the car. I, we were just driving back from a show. And you know, when you're at, at TV every week and you're seeing everyone, you're trying to focus on what you're doing and that kind of stuff you have to remind yourself every now and again how cool this is. Because, you know, you can't be a pro wrestler forever. You can be in the business for as long as you want to be in the business. But like, this is that that period of time that, you know, you can't be in that period forever. You've got to enjoy it. The last thing I want to do is look back in God knows 20 years, whenever I stop wrestling, I mean, I'm going to probably wrestle until I physically am told, mate, you, you just can't wrestle anymore. Yeah. You've only got one arm left. Leave it. I'll get in there. I'll I'll be fine. Hey, by that by that point, I'm sure they'll have some like awesome prosthetic thing I can do that like uses my brain. AI will AI will operate it for me. I don't know. But yeah, you sometimes you have to take a seat back as a wrestling fan and go, okay, this is really cool. Like if you start to believe, you know, your your hype too much or your your status too much i feel like you lose yourself within that and that's one thing i've never wanted to do is lose the me that you know like i got to wrestle ray mysterio in the uk when (laughs) when i was like you know in 2018 or 17 or whatever at waw i managed to wrestle him and i have a canvas back in the uk that is a photo someone took of that moment and like just stuff like that i always try and remind myself like there's nothing wrong with being excited to be around or wrestle these people because you know one day i hope that'll be the same situation with other people towards me and stuff you know what i mean like we keep that respect line going along even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Who would you say is the, in your eyes from like, if you were talking to like 15-year-old Kip now, like who's the biggest wrestler or most inspirational wrestler that you've wrestled so far? Hurricane. Oh, nice. From my own, from my own thing. So Hurricane is what really got me into wrestling. Wow. Because I was a huge superhero fan and I would watch wrestling and, you know, I liked the Hardys or like, you know, prior to that, like whatever. Um, but I was never a massive wrestling fan. I just enjoyed it. Like I, w- I didn't know what was going on in the storylines. I just would watch it on like, I think we had it on sky one on a Saturday morning and I'd watch wrestling yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Just the highlights or whatever. But I saw the hurricane. I was like, yo, this guy's a superhero and a wrestler. Like that's really damn cool. Like, so I started watching it for the, <laughs> for the hurricane, <laughs> hoping he'd be on the show every week. <laughs> and then, you know, that, that then helped me start to really get into wrestling. And then I would go back and, especially a, a bunch of my friends from backyard wrestling were into other wrestling as well. So I would then, you know, go back and see like old new Japan stuff or all Japan stuff or like all of this other different world of wrestling that I didn't really know about. And yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy that I got to wrestle him, I think in 2018 and I got to kick him in the balls and then beat him <laughs> while shouting, you're not my hero anymore. Like that to me is like, as soon as as soon as that happened, I was like, no matter what happens now, like this was worth every single penny. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, like I'm a huge. I would. I'm a huge. Um, I was a big fan of like my favorite match of all time. Um, is Omega and Ibushi from Budokan 2012. It's my favorite match uh, for DDT, which is great. When I got to go to DDT, that was like, oh, because you know I'm a wrestling fan. Um, so getting to wrestle Kenny in 2020, I think it was like we, we wrestled on dark and we had like a good amount of time in the match. And like, that was another like pick off the, you know, list moment for me as well. Um, when, when they say Kenny's good and I get like from watching him he's he's obviously good, but how good is he as a, like, I as don't a wrestler? Think, I don't think you can understand it until you get in the ring with him. Mm. It sounds so 
it's so hard to explain, but he's always everywhere that he needs to be at the exact right time. Like there's never a misplaced step. And like, I like the flamboyance he has and he has the, you know, the pacing that he has in the ring is really good as well. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, bring it down and then shoot it up. Like, yeah, it's, he's, he's amazing. Like I've, I've been in the ring with a lot of great people. Like I've been very lucky and fortunate to get in the ring with guys like Kenny and Pac and, you know, Rey Mysterio and like pretty much the entirety of the roster. Like that's why I love our roster so much because it's, it's a rare scenario where you get in the ring and you, and you're not like, okay, this person's ready to go. Like, you know, they can go. Do you know what mm. I mean? So Pac, I love wrestling Pack. Um, I got to that in the UK a lot. That's why I love Robbie X so much as well. Cause I see a lot of Pack in Robbie X. Um, I feel like Robbie X is that next. In my eyes, he's been waiting for that moment to break out for so long. So it's nice to see him now getting, he's one of my best friends too. We have our little group chat that we're in and we'll all give each other <laughs> feedback and stuff, which is really good fun. Um, but yeah, Robbie's killing it right now. It's so nice to just see that enthusiasm and your love for wrestling, Kip. I mean, as John said, we don't, it's, it's awful when we see people just kind of lose the enthusiasm for everything, but just to see how much love you've got for the business is absolutely incredible. Um, as we start to wind down on this conversation a little bit now, because yep. otherwise we'll just... I know, right? Talk your ear off all day. Because you have to start a group chat, I guess. <laughs> fine. All right, if we have to. Add Sting to it as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 fine. Um, <laughs> but like, we, we've started um, asking bands recently, like the uh, the weirdest venue they've ever played. And some of them has, have given us some absolutely incredible answers. Is there a really weird... Uh, venue you've wrestled that that sticks out that people wouldn't normally kind of associate that to to go around with i mean we've seen you in kate's bingo hall but that's uh, that's mean, its own thing but okay so i've wrestled there once really quickly because i have to get this story out there because it's amazing <laughs> i wrestled there once it was lucha forever and i was wrestling yeah. uh gav or flash morgan webster mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um we were setting up before the show and where the hard cam is in in there, which is like uh, on top of like the little like roof thingy or whatever, <laughs> there was yeah. a ladder going up to it, Indoor and they roof. was they were setting up the the uh, the entrance way. And I decided to climb up this ladder, and they make sure hard cam was center because you know I wanted to make sure hard cam was center. So I climb this ladder, and I get to the top, and I turn around, and I just try and move the camera to my right, and the ladder boom goes. And uh, no joke, I Hogan leg drop the ladder, but like the ladder falls because that's pretty high up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. how high it was, but it was pretty damn high. And I landed full on leg drop on the ladder and my entire right leg was just screwed like so oh, bad. Like oh, I could barely God. stand up and it was like getting worse. And I had to wrestle Gav. So I'm backstage and luckily they had, I think Rob Sharp was doing like, like physio work on people. So like he was like trying to like, you know, physio work my leg. Me and Gav did that match and my leg was ruined to the point that he gives me an arm drag early on and I have to like use my arms off my own leg to get back up. Like I was uh, so destroyed for that whole match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like saying frog and bucket because I feel like if you walk in frog and bucket, you'd never assume it to be a wrestling venue. No. Um, no. But like, you know, especially when I was wrestling like back in the day, in like some of the old like WAW venues and they, there was like so many random little like town halls that were just like, 
really small and you wouldn't expect a wrestling to go on there but you know they pack it out with like you know the locals in a norfolk small town or whatever it was which is pretty <laughs> rad but yeah i think i think probably frog and bucket from the looks but i can't think off the top of my head of anything that's weird okay there was a place that we wrestled for hope wrestling there was a bar that had a really low ceiling and i wrestled katara suzuki in that one which was <laughs> oh fuck you nuts that's nice. pretty nuts um mad <laughs> Yeah, it's I weird, love these it? sentences. It's back. fucking brilliant. I love yeah. your yeah. This is why I love like when I when we have like people I'm friends with on who are in bands and we just go, isn't it mad that you can be like, oh yeah, I just fucking just come off two with the chili peppers. And That's nuts, like, what? isn't it? What? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very blessed, very blessed in that regard. Yeah. Oh, well, two uh, two last things I wanted to get in um, with you, Kip. Is yeah. you uh, you and P- P- well Olivia Penelope for those. Uh, who, who watched who watch the show regularly, um, had uh, one of the most dramatic things ever in wrestling, and that's a wrestling wedding. Yo, sinister um, minister. <laughs> do, we, do we point that out as well? How weird is, like, how wacky is that? He was the one that did the, the actual wedding, and I'm pretty sure he said something, what did he say? He said something, like, really, like, weird. It was like, to instead of to have and to hold, it was like to, to have and to grope or something like you said something oh. weird like <laughs> I, I, and i remember at the time just looking like wait what <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like a gift that's usually used but yeah sorry yeah but, but with that like you know that time period so weird because of like covid and lockdowns and stuff like that anyway but like i believe you had your actual wedding around the same time yeah we rushed that how weird was all of that to kind of the, the so, state of the world then you're doing then you have your actual wedding and then you have it on telly and then all shenanigans happen i mean well, yeah so we got we got engaged and then the idea down the line was then pitched to us of like hey do you guys want to do like a wrestling wedding and we can you know do like a you know a, a shenanigan filled wrestling wedding. and i was like yeah that sounds great like Again, as a wrestler, as soon as you're presented with TV time, you're probably going to want to take the yes for TV time. Do you know what I mean? Like, because that's, that's our bread and butter to get TV time. Um, so I said, yeah, we'll do it. And then we, we thought we'd have plenty of time to get married. And then the timeline for the wrestling wedding got shot up. Don't know the reason why, but I guess there was like changes in plans for stuff down the line. So they, they had to move it sooner. And I'm pretty sure we had maybe three to four weeks to prep oh, wow. for the wrestling wedding and we're like i'm i'm very big on um uh like uh bad luck and omens and that kind of thing right yeah. mm. you know i'm just a coward <laughs> so so i didn't want to get pretend married before we got really married because to me yeah. i'm like this could be this could be like a, a bad omen for our real marriage so we had to rush to get that done and we, we ended up doing, we, we didn't want a big wedding anyway. We wanted to put our money into our house as opposed to a wedding. Cause we weren't fussed about being the center of attention for a day for like, you know, so much money. Um, so we did like a, a courthouse wedding, but that was almost canceled two days. So it was, it was like, I think it was two days or the day before we got married before the TV wedding, but that was almost canceled because there was a snowstorm. And the night before we were supposed to get married, they called us up and said, hey, we can't do it because, you know, the roads are ruined. So we're like, what are we going to do? Like, you know, we're panicking. The next morning we get up and we get a call that says, hey, if you can get here within an hour, we can do it. So we're like, right. 
So I like I rush to get my suit on. She's like rushing to get ready. We we let our our family know. So like her mum and dad and brother and uh, uh, my sister in law. We rush through the snow to this to this this uh, courthouse to get the wedding done, and we go in there and we do it. And my parents are on Facetime, and you know, yep, yep, thank you, see you, thank you, kiss, boo, take back the house, we'll eat that. And then yeah, two days later, we got pretend married and that's crazy and live nearly broke her face on that cake because it was so hard yeah, yeah. it was yeah. so wow. hard couldn't you have just yeah <laughs> couldn't you have done a two for one and actually got actual actual married on tv well so i was thinking about it but then i was like i don't know what if this what if this goes really bad like let's say we get really married what if it goes really bad and i'm like man my wedding is now like <laughs> Yeah. Immortalized yeah, on TV, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? But you would have, yeah, but then again, history making, isn't it? You would have the <laughs> first true. actual marriage live on TV <laughs> at wrestling. Yeah. I want to see the first, I want to see the first divorce proceedings on TV now. Like, yeah, that'll be one that'll happen at some point in the future for someone. Not for me, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, <laughs> she's stuck with me now for life. Have you two managed to have like a, a proper, like, party or, any, or like ceremony or anything like that afterwards with family or anything no we haven't even had our honeymoon yet because it's been so busy oh, oh well yeah it's been like wow. two years but <laughs> so our house is being built at the moment and it should be finished by the end of june is when our like settlement is so as soon as that's built we're gonna have like a big party where we'll invite people around and we'll treat that as like a, a reception for our wedding where, oh, where nice. at that point people can buy us gifts and it's not going to cost me for a venue just keep us updated with the invites. And hey, we'll, um, hey, there we'll you go. I mean, it, if we start this group chat, you're going to have to come along now, aren't you? Right. Well done. Can I, can I get the blackout? Me. Can I get the blackout <laughs> yes. to play, to yes, play you my can. pretend you wedding can. in my backyard? Yeah, done. 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 It's sorted. already sorted. It's sorted. Yeah. Right, flight's yeah, on yeah, yeah. me. Flight's on me. We're done. Right. Sorted. Oh, well. It gets well, better. Yeah, I'll, start letting, it, I'll start letting everyone know now. Yeah. Well, yeah. Tell everybody to chip in. Yeah. That's the present. They can chip in for tickets for us to come. Oh yes, no oh. wait, we could charge tickets. That's a great idea. Hey, oh yes, then we're going to well. make some money at the same time. Hey, yeah, yeah. We have, oh, we've got less of a following in America than we have in the UK. Hey, we'll, no we'll, fucking chance. We'll change yeah. it. We'll change it. You're selling. You're selling three tickets tops. Hey, <laughs> hey it's be expensive. I can. I can up that. Oh, Kip, we've we've really really enjoyed this. Honestly, thank been you awesome. so much for yeah, taking the time. Fun, boys. One more question before you go. Obviously, we mentioned all in. At Wembley happening now on August 27th. Yes. Um, is there any little nuances or any little things that you wish you can do at Wembley? Like, is there up in the next couple of months now, is there like a little thing you really hope you get to, to do with it, surrounding it? I mean, what, what would you like to put out to the universe and hopefully uh, I, make happen? I would love to say that out loud. <laughs> However, <laughs> However, I do have some ideas that I really want to do, but I want to keep that close to my chest. But what I will say is, if if I can put out into into the universe that you know I have a a pretty solid match on the card, then we'll be very happy. Let's, nice. let's put that let's put that into the universe. Give me Class. the, the yes, solid match. Let's do that. You know I mean? Let's nice. do that. Well, like, can't yeah. wait. Can't wait for hey, it. Well, hey, that's what we got to do. I'm assuming you boys that you boys are going, right? You got to be going. Well, uh, well, I, well, we don't know yet. We're, 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 <laughs> we're hoping to. We got to. Yeah, we're hoping to. We're you got it, boys. Crossed. You got it. No, uh, we, no, I want to be there more than anything. More, yeah. 
if you want to if you want to take us there and introduce us to some more wrestling friends and we can do some podcasting <laughs> then that'd be great yeah. tell Uncle Tony yeah we'll, tell yeah. Uncle Tony yeah. get come. everyone in the Nando's and we'll just do we'll do podcasts with everyone that's, that's a great chicken. idea that's fine with me that's hey. what we'll do well, yeah if you tell him I'm the Michael Jackson of Wales he might <laughs> invite me because he had that statue outside thing didn't he so um, yeah if you tell him oh. Michael... no don't no 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 no, no. no. Welsh front man Never mind, never mind, I'm very sorry for that. Yeah, very sorry for that. Um, yeah. oh, anyway. oh, the end's gone shit. Yeah, sorry oh, about oh, that. Oh, yeah. Cheers. Thank you very much, Kip. No, this has been boys. fantastic. And hopefully, yeah, hopefully we get to do one in the flesh at some point. Hey, be I fun. mean, I'm, I'm, I'm always open to being part of the, uh, the Sapping crew. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, hey. Nice. Let's make it happen. Let's I'm make in. it happen. Can't Accepted. wait. Can't wait for Wembley and can't wait to see what happens, man. Hey. Thank you so much. For sure, man. Yeah, it was good fun, boys. Right. In a bit. Layers. You're listening to Sammy Pocket! Yes! Woo! That was the mighty Kip Sabian of All Elite Wrestling. The newest and possibly best wrestling company in the world, in Sean Smith's current opinion. <laughs> I'm just stoked that we actually got to do something with AEW. Like, you know, you and me have been a big fan of just wrestling in general, but especially We have been company. one big fan. We have been one <laughs> we big fan. We are one fan. Together, we're half a fan. <laughs> but together, like Voltron, we make one unbelievable fan. We do. And, you know, AEW is something we've talked about and watched uh, a lot behind the scenes. So to get Kip on and to getting insight into this company and all the mad shenanigans is insane. This Wembley show, all in August 27th, is going to be history-making awesome. event. The fact It's a, one of the first wrestling events in that stadium for over 30 years. Get tickets while you can if they haven't sold out by now. Um, but Kip was just so lovely to us and a little peek behind the curtain when we stopped recording we talked forever about some uh some other things that wouldn't have gotten away on this podcast uh as some secrets about some of our other favorite wrestlers and, and stuff which was just nice to see i think we've made a, a yeah. friend there imagine not it, but it, like it's like getting to talk to him was like getting to talk to somebody in a band who's doing really well right now as well you get to ask them things like you know, wrestlers you grew up loving that mm. you've known. Like, who would have thought Sting? Like, Steve, like, Big Steve. <laughs> Big Steve. Stevie Steven. Face Paints, like, mad, like, <laughs> nuts. But yeah, it was, it was awesome. I really, really enjoyed this chat. Yeah, thank you again to Kip. He's a top chap, and we look forward to speaking again to him in the future. And as you could probably tell when he started embarrassing Sean about the blackout and singing his lyrics back at him, I was crying, crying laughing. Yeah. No one was expecting that. So you said, for the surprises on Satman Podcast, you never know what's going to happen. But if you have any suggestions of other wrestlers, other guests you want to hear uh, us in the future, let us know at Satman Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Tag them and us so we can all see it and make it work. Uh, we've had multiple of our favorite bands, wrestlers, drag queens, comedians, actors, the whole lot in our back catalog. And we're always open to suggestions of what to do. We're going to be very busy now in the next couple of weeks with festival season and it's going to oh, be a lovely, lovely time. Yes. At Sapling Pod, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok um, and patreon.com forward slash Sapling to support your boys via our Patreon. It's the only way to currently support us because uh, neither of us has got any good merchandise ideas. 
So um, <laughs> please check out patreon.com forward slash sapnin. But if you go to the description of this podcast, there's loads of names there who are patrons who we love and we are absolutely unbelievably grateful for. And right now, I'm going to say thank you very much to the top tiers. Kylie Wheeler, Mayumi Liwuei, Janelle Castan, Paul Hirschfield, Tony Michael, Scarlett Charlton, Dilly Grimwood, Kelly Irwin, Natasha Morris, Nathan Croshaw, Emma Barber, Mitch Perry, Sammy G, Kat Bess, and Dana Lasnava, Jenny Robinson, Murray Grimwood, Scott Jones, Amy Dawson, Amy Louise, Stuart McNaught, Ellen Southfield, Stephen Aston, Caroline Robinson, Kate Puttock, Louis Cook, Carl Pendlebury, Danny Eaton, Martina McManus, James McNaught, Jenny Munster, Jason Aredia, John and Emma, Emily Perry, M. Evans Roberts, Craig Harris, Evan, Sean Fines, Kalila Keane, Adam King of the Goth Parcel, Ollie Amesby, Josh, I bought some shoes from a drug dealer. I don't know what he laced them with, but I was tripping all day. Crisp. <laughs> Thank you very much, Alice Wood, Reese Bowring, Kyle David Smith, and last by no means least, Connor Lewins and family. Thank you very Woo! much to all of those people. Anybody who's ever been part of our Patreon, if you're thinking about it, in the words of Nike, go on, man. <laughs> go on man and we appreciate idea. every single person who's listened to this but as well just to give you a, an insight with our patreon there's loads of people there who have bought tickets for all in that have already planning to meet up with each other and stuff so if nice. you want to go and you need some more people to meet up with and want to make some new wrestling friends come and join us at patreon.com for sapnin also over there, we just uploaded a special bonus podcast of me and Sean talking about some stuff we've been getting up to away from the podcast. And you get secrets about the Blackouts reunion and certain shows and things. And there's stuff about um, me getting really, really wet. Not in that way. Or if it, yeah, if, it, way. if it gets you to sign up, yes, in that way. So go and find out. Definitely it's all a great way. laugh. Yeah. But I've really, really enjoyed this. Thank you to all Elite Wrestling and their team for making this happen. Yeah. Um, who would have thought we'd be saying that? <laughs> Hopefully we have some more <laughs> in the future. And we'll be back next week and every Friday with very special guests, some more laughs and some more surprises. So until then, keep party rocking. Um, don't try this at home, but also give the person you hate a giant choke slam through a table on fire. Don't try this at home. Well, like podcasting <laughs> oh on, hey listen to me now if you're thinking of starting a podcast right take this advice from me right don't fucking do it sapnin sapnin do not try this at home You're listening to Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't, I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much.